Welcome to an informed life radio on 1150 AM KKNW. I am your host, Bernadette Pager, on this very special Christmas Eve episode. On this show, we have covered science and politics, business and the law, all sorts of topics that you know, we need to know as individuals to be fully informed about, to make good decisions in our lives, to make those fully informed decisions. But one aspect, you know, we've covered the, the legal aspect of religion in the United States, but we haven't really touched on that deeply. We haven't touched on what faith really means. And tonight, on this very special night, Christmas Eve, it is very appropriate for us to delve into faith, and especially the, Christ, the, the Christian faith and what it means in America and what it means as to what's happening today. And I couldn't think of a better person to invite on the show tonight to share with me in this discussion, but Kevin Jenkins. And so welcome, Kevin Jenkins, to An Informed Life Radio. Well, thank you very much, Bernadette. I appreciate it. I haven't seen you in a little while. Yeah. The last time we were in a big building, it was hot, and we were talking about saving society and humanity. It was great. Yeah. I mean, that tour tour was a transformative tour for me. It actually changed my life, actually. I always tell people... That tour gave me an insight of America from a different perspective. So I really, I'm wow. always excited about that because it really did change me in a lot of different ways. And I tell my friends, I said, that tour was transformative for me to well, really get to meet people where they are, yeah, to really understand what they really value mm-hmm. and really understand what they believe. You don't really get to do that by watching MSNBC or NBC or ABC no. or CBS or Fox. You know, we're being, you know, defined by a group of people that really don't understand America. Yeah. And that tour allowed me to travel to 57 cities and 39 states to really get to talk to people where they live. And it taught me a lot about how wrong I was about a lot of things and some of the things I was right about. But Mm -hmm. as Americans, we're all fighting the same tyranny. As Americans, we all are fighting the same you know, prejudice, you know, prejudiceness that we've seen in this country. And I think that tour allowed me to get to understand what people are really feeling in this country. You know, wow. they're feeling isolated. They're feeling alone. They're mm-hmm. feeling like their government has abandoned them. They're feeling like their church has abandoned them. Mm-hmm. They're feeling that nobody wants to protect their freedom and their value as a human being. And I got from them that they're ready to fight back and fight for the freedom that they thought they believed in. But now they understand how it is almost, you know, if we don't continue to keep pushing, it might not be available to to us anymore. And and I learned a lot. And I just, I was just overwhelmed by that experience. And I I always thank God. I'm like, my God, I could have turned them down. I could have said Mm -hmm. no. And, and, And I would have missed one of the greatest opportunities of my life. 
Yeah. Oh, and I'm so, I'm so glad you did it. And so glad everybody did that tour and, um, and that it came to Washington state where I was to yeah. that hundred degree soccer stadium. Oh, yeah. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, but you know, you hit on something so important that has been the hidden gift of COVID has been, you know, as a nation, as individuals, I believe we've been living um, unknowingly, unwittingly, very fragmented lives. We, we understood in America, we have a justice system. You know, we, we have science, we have our jobs, we have our careers, we have our churches that we go to. And we sort of allowed everything to be compartmentalized. And we took for granted that we could freely go to church when and where we wanted, that we could freely look for a job, that, you know, all of these freedoms were there. And I think because we were so fractured that we weren't carrying our faith. And by faith, I mean what we really believed is right and wrong in our hearts and souls. We weren't carrying that, you know, into our financial investments. We weren't carrying that into um, the workplace or, you know, or to the, to the voting booth. A lot of times our personal decisions were skewed even when we thought we weren't being bad people, but by personal gain to get that nice house you want for your family. It might make you decision, right? You know, we were very fractured. And the other thing that I think we didn't realize the country was founded on separation of church and state. Right. 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 But I think what happened is individuals felt they had to separate church and state. And while we don't want our government interfering in our faith, we need to interfere in our government with our faith. Does that make sense? <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, we can't abandon our faith when we decide because it's we the people. That's right. And we're governed by those that we put in place and by the laws we put in place. And those have to be informed by our faith, whatever that may be, right? Um, so, yeah, so it was a very it, uh, amazing tour. I love to hear that you learned things that you, you know, that you were wrong about some things. Can you think of any of those off the top uh, you of know, your head? Here's, here's, the, here's what I mean by being wrong. You know, we've all been programmed to think that there's one group that's operating against the other group. And it's all aligned with this narrative of racism in America. Mm. And what I've been finding out by traveling as much as I have, I've traveled over 200,000 miles, which I still cannot believe. Wow. I traveled all through COVID, traveled on a tour, still traveling. And what I realized is that if we start to deal with each other as human beings, if we start to listen to each other a little bit more, we can understand who our true enemy is. And it's not one another. Mm -hmm. It's a group of tyrants that want to rewrite the DNA of our faith mm. is a group of tyrants that want to be our God. Mm. It's a group of tyrants that want to control our children, control our bodies, take our body sovereignty away from us. The one thing that God gave us, which represents, you know, um, freedom at a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I started talking to people on the tour, I started realizing, I'm like, wait a minute. Wow, we're fighting the same enemy wait a minute, we still have the same concerns about our faith, our family. You know, we have the same concerns. 
How are we going to feed our families? How are we going to love our families? How are we going to teach our kids and give them the values, values and principles that we were all brought up on? Mm-hmm. And I realized that, guess what? There was no difference. Now, they're saying because I'm Black and you're white, there is a difference. Well, wait a minute. Wait, time out. I don't even understand that anymore because I'm living in the 21st century where we had a Black president. We had two Black U.S. attorney generals. We had a Black American that was the head of Homeland Security. We have Black Americans that have worked in government and worked in the corporate community and worked in the nonprofit community and worked in the philanthropic community. So when you say there's a race problem in America, I'm like, well, where is it? Because, you know, from my perspective, we do have mean people that live in this world. We do have mean people that are racist. But overall, Black Americans have triumphed in this country um, without all of the other things that we keep saying that Black Americans are not capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me as a Black American, for me as a Black American male, I understand what the prison industrial complex has done. I understand what um, the changing welfare as we know it has done. I understand what the banking, I understand that all. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm a part of that industry. I understand the language. And I think that we've been lied to and we've been snookered and we have brought this narrative. And I think it's time for us to break away from it. I think we need to treat each other as humans. We need Mm -hmm. to show each other love. We need to respect each other's faith. We need to actually respect each other's opinion about where we come from. You know, when I saw the rancher, you know, raising their animals, and when I saw young people out there working at three and four o'clock and five o'clock and six o'clock in the morning with their parents, Mm -hmm. well, that's the same thing I did. I got up every day and went to work with my father. Mm -hmm. He taught me the value of a dollar. He taught me the value of family. He taught me the value of being responsible. What is wrong with that? That's not un-American. That's not black or white. Yeah. That's being a productive human being, taking care of my family, taking Mm -hmm. care of my community, showing love and respect to other people. And that's what Martin Luther King was saying. That's what Mm -hmm. even Malcolm X was saying without them showing him with a gun, like Mm -hmm. he's some extreme radical. Actually, he was about empowering or giving power that was in his people to understand that they need to take care of their own selves and stop looking for somebody else to take care of them. Find the power within you. Find the God within you. Find the ability to be able to nurture and build community where you can have value, not looking for someone else to do it. So for me, when I started going around the country, I started seeing that we had a lot more in common than what they were selling on TV. Now, did I know a lot of that already? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I understand a lot of it? Yes. But being in real time, meeting you, Bernadette, in Washington State, meeting the people in Alabama, meeting the people in Texas, meeting the people in Alabama, meeting the people all over this country, mm-hmm. I thought I had a unique perspective um, since I've done it to have this bigger conversation about race, you know, yeah. and bigger yeah. discussion about classism. And everybody getting everybody <laughs> to understand it's not about any of those things, it's about power and control. But one of the things I was saying while I was on the road was like, wait a minute, the church itself, the religious institutions itself never represented God at all. They represented their institutions because you said something very important in the beginning of your conversation about faith. Faith is where it is. Faith is where you find God. God is faith. Faith is God. Religion is an institution of cult. And if you Mm -hmm. want to think you're going to find God there, I don't know if you can, because as soon as they brought up COVID, they closed down their churches and Zoomed in Jesus. 
And then when they opened back up their churches, they took the money from the wealthiest tyrants in the world to sell the COVID narrative, which is the COVID of death. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself, you know, I think we're a lot smarter now. I Hopefully, I believe we're much, we're much smarter than we were last year. And finding God is finding God in you, not finding yes. God through some institution. God oh, wow. has always been mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm. And we now have to activate it. That's why I don't like the word empowerment. Well, you don't need to be empowered. You already have the power. You need to claim so you your power. You know your government has failed you. Go take back yeah. your government. Right. You know that your local elected officials have failed you. Go back and take back your local government. You know the education cartel has failed you. Go back and take care of your take um take your schools over. The power is in you, not them. And yeah. over the last decade or two, we've conditioned ourselves to give these evil people power <clears throat> and dominion over us. And that does not represent your faith in God, because God will yeah. always tell you the only spirit that has dominion over me is me over you is me yeah exactly and get back to that well and and exactly and you know historically the way you divide people the way you have power over people is you other them you make every little group look to the other groups of people who might look somewhat different a different shade a you know different lifestyle whatever and (laughs) excuse me, make you think that they're not human. They're not like you. There's somebody that you can hate, that you can, you can um, go to war against, you know, and that you need to suppress or, or take control of in some way. Well, that has historically been done. And then, like you said, religion and churches have historically um, attempted to tell people that, you know, not so much that God is within you, but you have to do what we tell you to do, right? Because you can only control people if they don't understand that they're already empowered. Well, it's this whole notion that God created church. He created church in the spirit that when one or two are gathered, we are praising him, mm-hmm. right? He didn't say one or two are gathered, give your life over to an institution that yeah. is in co-partners with the government. That's what so, Jesus was against. So yeah, there's all of these there's two of us here, to... Kevin. Right. So, we're two of us here. So this Absolutely. is a, an evening so, of worship. <laughs> right. So so I grew up in the this in environment of religion. So I think I can speak on it a little bit. You know, religion to me is a cult. God did not tell me to join a religion to give my power and my faith to them to decide how I live my life as a free human being that God gave me the ability to do. And when I see that, and I can speak with a lot of power in that space because I'm a faithful person. I love God. Mm-hmm. I love what God has done for me. I love what God has helped me through. The church did not do that. God did that. The spirit of God did that. And if anybody doesn't understand that, it's nothing that I can do because if you think about Jesus, that's what Jesus was telling us. God, yes. God is in you. God is within you. So when I think about what the church did, especially the traditional people are always talking to me about the black church. Mm -hmm. And I'm always shocked about that discussion because the traditional black church that was grounded in their faith, that was grounded in the spirit of Christ, that was grounded in the theology that, you know, their Jesus was a liberating theology. We've moved away from that is Mm -hmm. the church that I'm familiar with the traditional black church that would stand up against injustice that would tell you not to turn your body over 
to a group of tyrannical people that want to exploit and commoditize your body based on the history and their deeper understanding of that. What I'm saying to people that there's a big difference between faith and church. And I believe that if you find your faith, you find God. And you know, this whole church thing that I've been listening to over the last couple of years, I started figuring it out. It does not represent the Christ that I love. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't represent the, the slave, the my ancestors that used to go into the wilderness, the forest and pray and try to find the God that was in their spirit coming into a, a world of bondage and slavery. That's mm -hmm. why the traditional church built their own churches. That's why the traditional church was the energy to build our own businesses and build faith, family, and community. We don't have that anymore. The traditional, the black church today works for the government. The traditional black church worked for, worked for Christ and worked for their people and took and got them to understand that it was a right to fight against the tyranny of their time. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying to people now is that we need to break away from that thinking and we need to find our faith again. We need to find that Christ again. We need to look at the Exodus story. We need to revisit the, the Job story. We need to revisit the Moses story. We need to re revisit the, the Yosemite story when Jesus was frightened and asked God to explain to him, why am I suffering? Why are you going to take me through this experience? And God said, I'm taking you through this experience, not only because you're my son, but I'm taking you through this experience because I want you to save my creation, man that I created. I want you to die for their sins. He didn't die for our sins to turn us back over to a tyrannical church that only thinks of mm -hmm. themselves and their wealth and their power. He turned us over to the church that Jesus was talking about, a church that freed us, freed us from that bondage, freed us from that greed. And I think that if we go deep inside now, moving from the science to the Christ narrative, moving from the science to the hope narrative, moving from the science to the we narrative and love narrative, that's how we're going to actually win this battle. You know, I gave a speech when I was in San Diego about the they and the we. The they is the slave narrative. The day is the giving up your power narrative. The day is the victim narrative. They mask my kids. They are injecting me with experimental biologic. They are taking out jobs. They, 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 they. No, that is the language of the slave. But the we language is the language of freedom. The yes. we language is the language of faith. The mm -hmm. we language is the, the, the gives us the ability to join and lock arms with each other to give us the ability to fight together against the tyranny of our time. Amen. And I'm saying yep. we have to move away from the day. Yes. Every time I get up in the morning, I get all of this bad news mm -hmm. about what the, what the courts have done and what their local officials have done. And what, are, no, 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 no. We already know that's what they've been paid to do. We already know that all the agencies we gave our power to us have been captured. We already know that our government has failed us. We already know the, the institution of church and religion has failed us. So wait a minute, guys. We need to be talking about how we come together to stand up in our truth, stand up in our power, stand up for our families, stand up for our freedom, and go out and win this battle. Exactly. Exactly. Bernadette, this battle is yeah. different now, Bernadette. Yeah. This mm -hmm. is not about your right to vote. It's not about mm -hmm. your uh, right to protect your body, um, to be able to get an abortion. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, guys. They won those battles. They won those battles against the tyranny of their time. Martin, Malcolm, Mandela, Paul Robeson, Ida B. Wells, all of them. Harriet Tubman, Muhammad, all of them. They won their battles against their tyranny. 
This tyranny is different. Now, this tyranny is different. This is the battle for it all. They are trying to rewrite the language of faith, rewrite the language of our humanity. This yeah. is about saving the planet and saving the universe. So our job is bigger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to think bigger. And yeah. that's where I'm at right now on my journey. I realized that after several months, I'm like, you know what, guys? I'm wrong. No. This is all about love. This is yeah. all about we. Yes. This is all the power of one. And if yes. we can do that, we win. I, I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm the same way. And, you know, I, I keep hearing people say, but I had to because they, but if I didn't, they, you know, getting all those and I kept, you know, I, my response is always, I know it's difficult, but stand in your truth and do what's right. Say no, but, you know, I want to travel, but I want to keep this job. Well, you know, and I, I, I was even thinking about, and, you know, as somebody who has nothing to lose, I have a volunteer position, uh, you know, I don't have a job to lose. Um, I, I still, you know, I, I want to help people wake up. And I think I, I want buttons that say, I can be coerced, ask me how, or I have a price, ask me what it is. Because, you know, so many people who said they wouldn't get the shot, or they wouldn't do this, or they wouldn't do that they are, they're not feeling their power from within and standing in their truth and making those decisions. Because as you said, if it, it has to be, be about the individual and their individual faith and living every life's moment according to what they truly believe. If everybody did that, because you and I know that the majority of people in this, on this planet do not want what's happening to be happening but they're afraid to speak up. But if everybody spoke up, stood up at the same time, it would end. And, and, but the reason they have us all separated, the, the reason why, you know, we have to do the zoom meetings and, um, and, and not do things in person and the why, way they're trying to make us think of everybody as the other is to prevent us from all seeing each other as equal you know, under God's eyes, equal in, in, in that power, we are all God, we are all part of God, we're all children of God, no matter what church we go to, or what church we don't go to, <laughs> you know, I'm more like you, I consider, you know, the wilderness being out in nature, that's where I kind of go to be with God being with family, everybody has their different language for it, but we're all the same. We're all the oh, same. It's really, but, <clears throat> it's really funny you say that. People always ask me, you know, how do you see God's face? Mm. How do you do that, Kevin? I said, well, I breathe. Mm. And when they took yeah. our ability or when they tried to take our ability to breathe mm -hmm. from us, I realized they were taking our connection from God. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, you know, breathing connects me to something greater than myself. Right. The reason why we are in the trouble that we're in today, I believe, is because we lost our God consciousness. And you might've heard me yeah. say this before. And when you lose your God consciousness, you truly lose your ability to see God's face for the right answer. Yeah. Well, think, you, well, I was gonna say, think how many people came to you and said, you know, Kevin, I need to file religious exemption and they don't even know what to write. And they don't know, this is the thing. A lot of people say, I don't think I qualify. I'm not a very religious person. They are so disconnected from their faith as being part of who they are right down to their soul 
that they don't understand that everybody qualifies for a religious exemption to something somebody wants you to do to your, to your being, right? That's how disconnected we are. And so like you, you're calling it the God consciousness. They don't understand that that's been taken this. We've been fragmented thinking our religion is separate from our science is separate from, you know, everything else. And it, and it's not, and we have, we have to get that back. And I want to bring up one, one thing, hold, well, no, you, you have a thought and then I'm going to go back. Go ahead. No, no, I want you to finish. Okay. Well, cause I was, one of the things that's so important about Christmas time you know, it's the birth of Jesus. It's the birth of the son of God, or, uh, in, you know, some people consider him more of a great philosopher, but whatever you're feeling of this individual that history knows as Jesus, a precious baby was born, which of course is always precious. So understanding that every single baby born on this planet is always celebrated and every lost life is always mourned. That shows the humanity still exists within us. But the example he would lead with his life, standing always in his truth, no matter what, speaking up in front of crowds, no matter what, under threat, you know, under threat, um, you know, you can't say those things to the people, you can't do that to the people, and the powerful people saying, you know, we can't have this guy around threatening our power. He stood anyway, knowing that he put his life, his, his mortal life in grave danger, but knowing that he could do no other. Just like now, if we put our mortal lives, our jobs, our access to school, if we put that ahead of our souls, we die, you know, we, we die, die a true death. You know, those things are not worth sacrificing truth and justice and freedom and faith. And well, Jesus I, showed us that, right? Yeah. I think we're being tested in a way that is just magical. I actually think this is a, one of the most magical moments of our time because we now see it all. Like there's no confusion about who the tyrants are. There's no confusion what, you know, journalism has become. There's no confusion about the role of the church. There's no confusion about the role of our so-called practicing medical doctors, the one that continues to keep selling us garbage as hope and continue to push an experimental biologic that's going to change our DNA forever. That's that we're, that, that we've all been unplugged. The ones that need to be unplugged from the matrix, we are unplugged. And we have a spiritual duty to fight for what God has given us mm -hmm. and what Jesus has died for and mm -hmm. what so many other people have sacrificed their lives for. So true believers, people that are conscious, because I tell every audience, I'm like, the reason you're here is not because of me. The reason you're here is not because of Bobby Kennedy. The reason you're here is not because of all of these great doctors and great minds and great thinkers are here. The reason you're here is because God chose you for this moment. You are an anointed class of people. Your frequency is high because God has whispered in your ear to tell you it's time to stand up against these tyrannical people that are trying to erase the whole consciousness of what God is. Mm -hmm. So everybody that stands out on a sweaty day, on a cold day, on a rainy day, on a warm day, and they come to these rallies and they come to these meetings and they 
pick up their phone and they go to these school boards and they go to these capitals, they are all chosen for this moment. Mm -hmm. And if you believe that, you have more power than the people that are fighting against you. You have more power than the, the tyrannical evil people that have planned this very warped system on controlling yeah. how you eat, controlling how you live, controlling mm -hmm. how you love, controlling how you educate your children, controlling. I mean, they actually believe they're going to win. And the people that have turned over their bodies to these people, unfortunately, as much as we love you, as much as we want to pray for you, you have turned your body back over to bondage. You are now a slave to them because now every week they're going to come back and tell you about Omicron and Delta. And now they're going to have a, a, a variant called dogfish and bluefish. <laughs> and, and, and they're going to tell you if you go take this experimental biologic and if you take these boosters, guess what? It's going to supersede the immunity system that God gave you. And if you were not so selfish, you would have taken care of your immune system and you would have listened to the whispers in your ear and you would have understood that this industry has only one mission is to commoditize and destroy your body and to mm -hmm. enslave your body to their system so they can continue to develop the wealth that they have. I mean, yeah. if you right. don't get that, mm -hmm. right? That right, means right. That you are in the devil's realm instead of God's realm. And I can't give you a buy on that. I'm not yeah. passing judgment. But if you are a faithful person and if you believe in God and you believe in the words of Jesus and you believe in the, the words in the Torah and the, and the Quran and the Bible and those faith stories that God is in our everyday journey, it is clear mm -hmm. that you made a decision. Decide yeah. with Satan over God. Well, yeah. And the way I look at it too is we've got, it's been decades in the making, right? This tyrannical group of very powerful people getting a stranglehold of so many aspects of our lives from economic, um, you know, to most of it is in uh, medicine at this time, it's being used against us, but all of that, they control that within that, I call it like the conspiracy of, of, of greed disguised as conspiracy of good within that you've got an awful lot of really good people working in a very corrupt system. And I think that some really good people, I think the majority of them did not understand that they were working in a captured system until now. I think some people had an inkling, but they didn't want to see it. Other people were awake, but they were afraid to speak up. You know, there were layers of beginning to wake up. And all of the past two years has led more and more people to the stage where they're like on the brink of saying, I can't do this anymore. I see now, right? Their eyes are opening, not because what you and I are doing, we're sort of, we're sort of there to explain when people begin to wake up, like, yes, welcome. This is it join us, right? I mean, we've got grace in our hearts. I'm never going to judge anybody who was like what I would call on the other side. You know, when you wake up and you, and you want to just join us, join class pans and, and join us. But I think more and more people are waking up and, and the people in control really know that, you know, they've got so many puppet strings, but a lot of people don't know that they're puppets until right now the strings become obvious you know, and they're starting to make decisions and they're trying to figure out how to cut those strings anyway, but I'm a hopeless optimist and well, on Christmas well, you know Eve, I'll be even more hopeless. I actually, <laughs> I actually appreciate your optim optimism 
because I'm actually feeling that way. And right. I, that's unusual for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean that. I mean, I'm very practical about my politics and my business and my relationships. But I, I got to tell you something. In the last several months, I do believe people are waking up. In the last several months, I believe men are starting to stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last several months, I've been seeing a lot of young people. And mm-hmm. my message is, there's a lot more of us than them. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, people, and I got to tell you, I don't waste my time any longer trying to convince people, you know, that they should protect their body sovereignty. Yeah. I don't go, I don't do that anymore. I'm saying if we're doing the right work and we continue to keep educating people and we continue to help people unlock the power in them. And if we continue to talk about the Christ in all of us, we win. That's why I say it's the we, not the they. Yes. Right. It's the we. And so I'm actually starting to see, um, you know, Malcolm X said something years ago, the dead are arising. Like the unconscious is arising. Mm, People mm -hmm. are starting to see it's not about their health, it's about power and control. Mm -hmm. People are starting to see that they're trying to put a global financial system together to control how we eat and how we live and how we earn. People Mm -hmm. are starting to see that the government has failed us. People are starting to see that they have to go at the local level and start fighting and pushing back. This This whole notion of taxation without representation I think that's something that we need to spend a little bit more time on this year. We need to stop allowing the government to use our taxpayers' dollars to commit homicide on us oh, at the yeah. state and local and the national level. We yeah. need to push these elected officials out the door mm-hmm. and put people inside that system that values mm-hmm. who we are as human beings. And we start putting a moratorium or putting something in place that stops them from using our money to enrich Moderna, rich Bill Gates, right. rich Fauci rich Soros, rich all, I mean, enrich all of these people that we've allowed to take the power away from us. And you know what? I don't blame them. I blame us. See, here's the problem. We want to blame everybody for what they have done to us. No, no, no. We have to blame ourselves. We are mm-hmm. just as corrupt and just as culture corrupt as anybody else. <laughs> we have to take yeah. responsibility until right. we look at ourselves in the mirror and take responsibility for what we did, we will never be able to move forward yeah. um, in this country or in this world. We have to admit what we did. We gave our power yes. to a group of people that don't value life. Mm-hmm. Exactly, know? yeah. Yeah, and we need to wake up to that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about, I was exploring a little bit. Now you're with the, um, I've got it pulled up here. Urban Global Health Alliance. Yeah, yeah um, a wonderful organization, the Urban Global Health Alliance. Um, there's a statement on there that refutes an awful statement by an organization called BioLogos that I believe was founded by, or at least one of its head honchos is um, Francis Collins, the I believe, did he step down from HHS? He was head of HHS. He He may have, he's, you know, a a friend of Fauci's and all the photographs of Fauci over the past few decades, you know, they were partners in crime there. But he has said some really appalling things. Um, Like I said at the beginning here, the separation of church and state means that our state cannot use religion against us but they aren't supposed, you know, they aren't supposed to um, 
I'm not, I'm not wording it well, but you know what I mean? They're, they are, they're just supposed to, uh, to serve us to serve certain needs, but not rule by, um, I'm not explaining this well. I did it better at the beginning. <laughs> That's okay. Well, um, you, and, but, but, but whatever, but listen, here's the, this whole notion about church and state is all bull crap. Yeah. The church but, has always played a role in government because now that I'm older, yeah, you know, and a little wiser, you know, um, the church has always been a proxy of the government, the religious sector. Right. Not yeah. the church in a sense of one or two are gathered, but the religious institutions in this country. I mean, but, we just have, no, I'm sorry. Right. Well, but see what Francis Collins did, which I felt overstepped how we are set up as a nation. Um, here, like, here's a quote from him. It says, for me, as a believer, who's also a scientist, the vaccine seems like a gift from God. This is God's grace that has given us the ability to understand how this works and to be able to design an approach. And it feels like God is giving us a chance to be his healers. And he has said things that are much more like God wants you to wear a mask and Jesus wants you to get injected. You know, I felt, I felt like the way our country is set up so that we don't have one person trying to use religion against us. Religion is for the individuals to be empowered to live freely, not for our government to try to control us. I guess that's what I was trying to say, and I was having a hard well, time saying yeah, well, it. You know, I mean, just to hear that come out of his mouth yeah. is like... Um, it's, it's disgusting. An, it's disgusting. As an abomination yeah. and as anti-God and as anti-Christ and as anti oh. You know, yeah. God, and, God and through his son, Jesus Christ, never told us to turn over our body to a group of tyrannical people that wanted to commoditize up our body and then give us an experimental biologic that would disconnect us from our DNA uh, no. and, and, and try to rewrite the DNA of our faith. So he's absolutely right. a lunatic. No. If, if, I if mean, God, all great men, yeah. all great evil men always <clears throat> try to invoke God when they're destroying mankind. Yeah. You know? God right. told me to do this. God told me to murder your children. God told me to burn down your um, um, your buildings. God told me to put you on concentration camps. God told me to enslave you. God told me to create genocide in the world. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, only people that are disconnected from the actual understanding and their deep relationship with God and faith would believe something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just the mere fact that he actually brought that out of his mouth yeah tells me that he's one of the most evilest people on the planet earth but oh, here's the yeah. problem here's the problem there are some people right that will always be slaves there are some people that will always accept you know the evil side of you know humanity and we have to be comfortable with that we have to say okay there are some people that will always side with evil but there's a lot more of us. And I think these kind of conversations that we're having today on Christmas, Christmas Eve is so important because mm -hmm. when I think of Christmas Eve now, Bernadette, I think of all of the men and women that are sacrificing themselves for the truth and they're losing their jobs. And I, I think of all of the parents that have been fighting for the last several decades to protect their children from this tyrannical group of people that believe they should control our body and poison our bodies and profit off our bodies 
you know, and commoditize however you want to, you know, capture the language. But I, I got to tell you, I believe in my heart that what we should be doing this season of all season is reflecting on what God wants us to do to save humanity, to save the universe, to save the planet, because it is a war about that now. And I think God is the spirit of God is, is seeing if we have the capacity to build new monuments of truth, new monuments of love, new monuments of respect, new monuments of freedom for our children and for the faithful. And I think that one thing that we can do in this holiday season is go find those families that are standing up for us. Go find those families that are losing their jobs because they believe in body sovereignty and informed consent and they don't trust these tyrannical people and show them love and have mm -hmm. dinner with them and communicate with them and protect their children. The more we do that, the more we win. Martin Luther King actually had it right. And when I was growing up, I had it wrong because the power of love is so deep that if we can connect that way, there was nothing that can be it. And I finally figured it out. After every day I got on the stage at six o'clock every day. And I realized that every day how wrong I was. Because the more I looked at people in their faces, the more I listened to people, the more I listened about their story, the more I listened about their children, the more I listened about their fear, the, the more I listened, I realized that the only thing I could offer them is respect and love. And that gave mm -hmm. us the power together to work together to beat these tyrannical people. Mm -hmm. And the more they keep us in fear, right? The more right. they win. But the more right. we become we, we, the more we win. The more yeah. we push away from the narrative of they, the more we are free. So when I saw you um, in Washington State, mm -hmm. that was a group of freedom fighters and people that love freedom. But then I started challenging myself, Bernadette, and I started saying, okay, we're using this word freedom a lot. Every yeah. day I talked about freedom and then I started asking myself, well, shucks, I didn't say it that way. I said it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, did we ever know what freedom was? Mm. Do we really know what, because we always, you know, use the word poetically now. Oh, yeah. freedom, freedom, the Constitution, right. the Bill of Rights. I don't think we ever understood what it meant at no. all. And in fact, they're, you know, among the most tyrannical marketing messages, because we're in a marketing war. We got all the science and truth and facts on our side, but they've got billion dollar marketing industry and they push out the messages through every avenue available. And you will hear those that are pushing these messages they will say, and I, I think I can say this um, pretty much, um, I, I'll say F, freedom. F, your freedom. As well, well, if, right? Right? They're, well, because Joe we've Biden, been saying freedom so much. They're funny, saying Joe like, Biden <laughs> actually was on some, he did some clip. I watched it this morning because I don't watch mainstream media at all um, because it's not, well, you know, yeah. It's never been truthful, but now it's over. Oh, yeah. Now it's just full propaganda at a whole nother level, and we should yeah. stop listening to it. But I actually, sort of president of the United States, whether you like him or not, I have my own opinions about him. I think he's a segregationist and always has been. 
And I, I actually believe he is a proxy for China and proxy for the globalists, and he's always has been. And, and guess what? Nobody can deny it. If you try mm -hmm. to deny it, I'll just laugh at you. You only could judge somebody by their electoral record or their policy record. And he's anti- Or their, or their son's laptop. Right, he's anti-American, he's anti-Black, yeah. he's anti-White, he's anti- <laughs> I mean, the guy is what he is. You can't, anybody that tries to dispute that, I think they're on something special. Yeah. But he was actually on TV in some segment talking about all of these people are talking about freedom. Why don't they just give it up and just take the shot? It's not about your freedom. It's about patriotism. Are you kidding me? Are you really? This right. man has got to be the biggest idiot I ever met in my life. He says, disregard your freedom, but connect to patriotism. What the hell? What? I'm I got to say, I'm, I'm on Christmas Eve, I got to say, what the hell is this guy talking <laughs> about? He's a lunatic. I he mean, anybody that subscribes to that thinking are dangerous yeah. people. Patriotism, so giving up your freedom, giving up your body sovereignty, giving up your children, giving up your rights, giving up your human rights, giving up your civil rights, giving up your rights to grieve, giving up your rights to travel. Well, that's okay. It's about patriotism. So yeah. patriotism means sacrifice, right? So all of these Americans, including my ancestors that fought in every war, the bodies that were commoditized and <laughs> saved this country, the bodies that gave way to Wall Street, and the profits of Wall Street to this day, right? I mean, come on, think about it. This guy is saying it's about patriotism. That's, you, you gotta know that that is pure evil. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when he speaks, you can see that something dark is in his soul to even try to diminish the word freedom now. Oh, yeah, it's not right. about freedom. Oh, it's not about your rights. Oh, right. it's not about your body sovereignty. But the next week, they're out there talking about abortion. Next mm -hmm. week, they're out there talking about systemic racism. Next week, they're out there talking about bigotry and talking about these people are absolutely sick. Yeah. And we have to find the Christ in us on New Year, I mean, on, on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, Eve yeah. and get connected back to Christ because Christ was anti everything that he said. Right. Now, you started off that thought saying that we were using the word freedom a lot. And you, you had like this revelation about- yeah, we didn't maybe, understand what it was. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. So they weren't right. understanding. And right. I think you're right. We were so complacent. We let this happen because we were all complacent about our freedoms. We took for granted that they were there. We really didn't understand what they meant. I think that's why we are seeing in other countries that culturally- have lost freedom, that still have that cultural memory where their parents or grandparents had lived under tyranny. You're seeing million person marches in the streets against the tyranny. Where here, where's our huge massive marches? They're just well, see, America, America is slightly different. I, I actually believe, I actually believe that they need millions of people in um, Germany. They need millions of people in UK and they need millions of people in Australia, and they need millions of people because those people have given up their rights decades and decades and decades ago. Now they're just seeing it in full bloom. Mm. Socialism, you know, universal this, universal that, universal this. You know, they gave up their freedoms. They gave up their guns. They gave up everything because they said, oh, a free society. Well, they were never free. They were being taken care of by their welfare system. They were being taken care of by socialism and all of the stuff that we know. Americans are slightly different. I think Americans are marching. If you, if you look at us in, in the states we live in, 
we all been marching and rising up and raising our voices and organizing and bringing people together. But the one thing we do have is a real bill of rights. The one thing we do have is the real constitution. But the one thing Americans have right now that's saving us is not just our faith and our belief in this country, willing to sacrifice, we have guns. And let (laughs) me tell you something. I hate to tell you this on Christmas Eve. That is the only thing that's keeping them from coming in and arresting us and taking over our freedoms away from us. That's number one. We have God, we have country, but I got to tell you that second amendment is stopping them. Now, when they go into this whole universal um, income and they go into this whole, you know, um, social credit score in this country, that is when you're going to see all hell break loose. And that is what's happening right now. Americans aren't buying it. Now, you keep seeing Americans that are saying, oh, we should be all right. They're the minority. They're not the majority. I want everybody to know on Christmas Eve, they are the minority. And what we're doing is we're focusing on them as opposed to focusing on our freedom and what we want for our I don't care about the minority. I care about the majority. I don't care about the minority. I care about every child and their parents that are fighting against this tyranny. I don't care about the minority. I care about any elected official that's standing in the public square or that's fighting against this tyrannical group of people that want to be our God. I don't care about the minority. I care about people that are fighting for their body sovereignty and believe in informed consent. And that is where I'm laying and lying and building with those people. Those people that want to be slaves, God bless you. You have every right to do that. But the rest of this country, majority of this country in the heartland, in the Midwest, in suburban America, in urban America, they're not buying it. And what you see on TV, fake news, the propaganda that's being funded by our government and the tyrannical people that now own it, they should never be listened to. If you turn on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News might be a little different now. Max might be a little different, but all of them are selling death. They're yeah. all making their money from Pfizer. Pfizer made their money off of us. Now mm-hmm. Pfizer is paying them to control us. Moderna is making money off of us. Now Moderna is paying them to control us. Johnson mm-hmm. Johnson is making money off of us. Now they're paying them to control us. We are giving our money, our taxpayers' money, representation. What is it? Uh, what is it called again? Uh, representation of uh, taxation. Oh, taxation. Representation. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's all a yeah. tongue tie. So yeah. think about it. We are responsible right. for what's being done to us. Yeah. We are directly responsible because we gave a little of our power yeah. away every day. Yeah. I, I love the we. We and we, you and I, have just a, a few more minutes together um, on this very precious night. And so our last few minutes, let's talk about the fact that we are celebrating tonight and tomorrow the birth of an individual that showed us the power of I and the power of we, the importance of standing in your truth, standing in your faith, being brave, even when the government is against you. And you think about 2000 years later, everybody is still celebrating the birth of that child because that was such a role model of how to preserve what is most important about this creation, about who we are, um, about God's gift. So, um, yeah, so I'm so grateful to have spent Christmas Eve with you, Kevin. (laughs) I'm so happy to see you, Bernadette. I haven't seen you in a while. When you called, that was like, I'll do anything for you, Bernadette. And Bernadette, you know, the the conscious 
the, the world is consciously awakening. And, you know, as much as I hate what we're going through right now, I think it was the great, greatest thing that ever happened to us because we now get to rebirth what freedom is. We yes. now get to rebirth what humanity is. We now get the opportunity to build new, you know, companies and build a new value system and build a moral system that really makes sense. That's not built on greed. Yes. But when I think of Christmas Eve, I always think of family and I think of love. But the thing that I think most about this season now, because I've evolved as a human being too, is about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. The whole Jesus story was about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what are going to be our lasting monuments of sacrifice mm-hmm. and victory for humanity and the planet? Or is it going to be a monument of fear and surrender and a lack of sacrifice to protect our children and protect this world that God gave us? This is our greatest challenge. And I think Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve, I would hope and pray that we call each other and give each other encouragement, but we all understand that you know, this cycle, this, this whole moment is about the greatest challenge of our time. It is. And we have to inhale God and exhale fear. And we have to close our eyes and think about what kind of world we want to live in tomorrow and what kind of world we want for our children. But most of all, I believe it is time for us to find our God courage because God is the only source of power that's in you that's going to give you enough strength to save this world because this is about saving the world now and the whole christ story of sacrifice and the whole listen think about it you know the son of god on the cross during his calvary moment and all of the horror of it all he looked up to god and said god why have you forsaken and god sends his angels down to tend to him to settle him down because even he, even Jesus was like, this is horrible. I, I, I know yeah. you want me to, but this is horrible. Yeah. And this, this human being in the spirit of God died for our sins. And you mean to tell me we are all willing to give that up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. I just think we need to find our God courage and go deep in. And, and this season, call those families, call those individuals, call those teachers, call those nurses, call those individuals, call those people that have been standing up in their truth and show them some love and encourage them because we're going to need each other in the next cycle of this battle. Amen. Merry Christmas, Kevin. I love you, Bernadette. See you next time. See you next time. Hi, I'm Lynn Redwood, president of the nonprofit Children's Health Defense. Our chairman, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and our entire team are devoted to ending the epidemic of illnesses and disorders plaguing our children today. Through legal action, we're working to hold industries and government agencies accountable and to establish safeguards to prevent further harm. We're working overtime during this COVID-19 crisis to keep you informed about the politics and science of rush vaccine candidates. Freedom and our children's futures have never been more in jeopardy, but we can succeed. With your help, we can stop the devastation and give our children and grandchildren the healthy future they deserve. To learn more about what we're doing and how you can help, visit childrenshealthdefense.org and sign up for our free news. 
please visit childrenshealthdefense.org today. Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you. My name is Del Bigtree, and I am the host of The High Wire, the world's most trusted news source in digital media when it comes to accurate, science-based reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. From COVID-19 vaccine development to mask mandates, school shutdowns to job layoffs, The High Wire goes beyond providing you with the most accurate, evidence-based investigations. We send you links to the sources for all of our reporting so that you can further your own investigation and come to your own informed conclusions. High above the agenda-driven circus of mainstream media, we do not run. We do not hide from the truth. Instead, we walk the high wire. If you care about truth, then join us on Instagram, Twitter, Roku, and our website, thehighwire.com. Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization that advocates for healthy immunity, medical freedom, and fully informed medical consent. The right to make medical choices without coercion is fundamental to our civil liberties and a basic principle in all human rights declarations. To learn more, tune in each Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. to an Informed Life Radio and visit the website informedchoicewa.org. It's time to take a stand for medical freedom. Go to informedchoicewa.org today. We need a revolution. There's only one solution. I need somebody to show me. Somebody to show me the love. We need a revolution. Welcome back to an Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Bernadette Pager on this beautiful Christmas Eve. I'm so glad you're able to spend some time with us. You know, whether you're, you know, driving on your way to relatives or you're at home or you're at work, uh, wherever you are, I, I hope that this next interview brings you some of the joy um, that I know it's going to bring to me because my next guest is a wonderful performer. His name is Caleb Howard, and he is a singer, and he's coming to us from Kentucky. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Bernadette. So Hi. good to be with you today. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I, it's just such a pleasure to have you on. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your, your busy holiday schedule. And I'm going to let listeners know that you might have heard me in the last hour is a little scratchy. I seem a little scratchier yet this hour. I apologize for that. Um, and Caleb, too, has been, you know, have experiencing a little bit of a winter cold. And uh, so I just want to let listeners know that if you hear a little scratchiness in his voice, actually might lend a certain air of something to your music, I suppose. But <laughs> That helps sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let, let's first start uh, telling, you know, listeners a little bit about who you are, Caleb, um, and your journey with music and, and where you are today. So uh, yeah. when, when did you start playing music? I came up around music. I was born and raised in the mountains, Appalachian Mountains of East Kentucky, and uh, right on the tip of East Kentucky, around the southwest Virginia border. So uh, music, bluegrass, uh, gospel country is very rich in this area where I'm from. Uh, Loretta Lynn, uh, uh, Patty Loveless, uh, Ricky Skaggs, to name a few, and uh, some more modern ones, uh, 
Chris Stapleton, Tyler Childers today that is very popular and emerging in uh, country and, and a kind of a Southern rock style music. So I've been around music my whole life where I'm from. It's just a part of breathing around here. And my family always played music, uh, guitars, uh, pianos, uh, bass, drums. So uh, as a small kid, I had an interest uh, automatically because it was kind of in my blood, so to speak, always around it. In my teenage years, uh, roughly around 17, 16, 17, when some other things kind of lost their draw to me uh, as far as uh, the things in school and whatnot, I started saying, I'm going to learn to play music. It's something I can do my whole life. So I started picking up guitar, learning the basic chords, GCD, singing with my family a lot of times at gatherings, uh, whether it be family reunions or Sunday gatherings at my grandma's house, things along those lines. And I started playing in church, uh, started playing around at different events locally. And before you know it, uh, traveling quite a bit with it and uh, going abroad with it. So it's it's been a blast the last 15 years, really, really playing and, and growing in it. And uh, just something I love. I'm something I'm very passionate about. Well, you've, you've got quite the gift. And so we're, we're so glad you followed your passion because it really uh, brings something special to our lives. So... Um, did you always know you wanted to be a Christian singer, that you wanted that element in your music? I didn't. Uh, when I began learning, uh, even practice with a few little garage bands as far as uh, Southern rock style, uh, country rock, what have you, some of the stuff along the lines of Leonard Skinner, some many listeners may have heard of, Allman Brothers, uh, uh, you know, uh, Marshall Tucker Band, things of those nature, uh, songs of that nature. And uh, we get, we played and had a little thing going and, was getting ready to start playing more widespread events. And the, the Christian element came in when I, I got in church, I found the Lord and uh, he came into my life and uh, about 19 years old, going on 20. And from that point forward, uh, the last 15, 17 years, that's pretty much uh, dominated as far as uh, music goes and what, what I feel my desire is to pursue. Well, um, so glad you did because it just, it seems like you are right where you belong in the world and your latest album out there, um, called, uh, let me see, let me find it. I've got it. Just another storm. Just another storm. Yes. Um, I mean, as soon as I heard the title, I felt, you know, this album really matches, I think what the world is going through right now. Um, and calling it just another storm both recognizes we're going through something, mm-hmm. but just another gives us that hope, tells us not to have fear. It's like, right. you're going to get through this. You know, this is something our government is not doing. They're like, right. another storm is coming now, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's just another storm. I, I really like the way you do that. And I found three songs in particular, and I want to share with listeners right here. I want to start with. John's got a new way of looking at life. He's tired of his job, his kids and his wife. Said the secret to his success Wasn't leaving and finding himself Now he's someone to somebody else 
So we just heard a little bit of living life upside down. Um, I can just so relate to the lyrics in that um, song. Can you talk a little bit about what inspired it? Yes. Uh, well, once again, you talked about how just another storm describes uh, the state our society is in, our nation and the world as a whole. Uh, the song Living Upside Down, I think, rolls right off of that. Uh, we're in an hour, seems like things that used to be light are now dark. Things that mm -hmm. used to be now light, good uh, was once considered evil. Now evil is considered good. Yeah. And it seems like uh, people's mindsets from when I was being raised in the 80s and 90s uh, through early 2000s to now, I, we've seen our culture and we've seen our society's outlook and uh, mentality, I guess, so to speak, our way of thinking about different issues and different things that uh, we're approaching in this hour, in this, in this time we're living in, people don't see things cut and dry anymore. There's a lot of gray areas. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. And I feel like it has been intentionally put upon us. Me too. Um, you know, some of the words you use, like a new age of truth. New age and, of truth. Um, you know, you're at the bottom of a well, you know, yeah. you thought you climbed to the top of a mountain, mountain with but success really in your life. Bottom. and Right. But you're really at the bottom of a well. And this has been intentional. I feel like a lot of really good people have been so lied to yeah. that they do think that they're on the right path. Exactly. Um, because the language has been so corrupted mm -hmm. the goals the best of mankind is being used to serve somebody else i'm with you 100%. yeah the yeah. good of the people is not really being looked out for anymore it seems like there is a no. propaganda or a hidden agenda behind so much of our our culture and the society we live in exactly and you know and on this show we talk a lot about health it's it's an informed life radio and it's mostly about how to live a healthy life an informed life and the information coming from our own government coming from our own president i mean what he has said appalled was so appalling yesterday mm -hmm. was so absolutely upside down mm -hmm. he he basically was saying that if you did the right thing Mm -hmm. and got the experimental jab that doesn't prevent infection or transmission and mm -hmm. that has unparalleled 
um, health risks and reports of injuries and deaths. If you do this, we're mm-hmm. going to keep your life going as normal. Right. But if not, you're nah. going to have a horrible, disastrous winter full of death. That's what it, I, said. I mean, the most upside down, non-scientific, yeah. non-based on fact thing coming at us. It's just appalling. Um, right. So I listen to your music and I think, okay, it, this is something that we're all going through together. Yes, it and, is. And, you know, we can find a way through. And often mm. it's, it's a way through is often through the arts, through music, through yes. comedy, through finding ways to connect with each other and connect with what's real, right? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So um, what a, a great gift that song was. Um, I want to play for you, if, if I can figure out how to do it again, um, <laughs> another of your songs that is Just Another Storm. It's the title number uh-huh. and it's it's like a number one right now on um it was in october yes in october at the end of the month that song uh reached number one on a country gospel chart called sgn scoops it's a notable christian magazine and and chart around the nation yes yeah that's great okay i'm gonna go ahead and start it playing and then see if i can get it can you hear it okay i can i can hear one Just another storm. 
I love that. <laughs> Excuse me. Just another storm. Talk yeah. about, you know, when you were writing that <clears throat> during COVID, during all this craziness. Yeah. I didn't write the song in particular. I got to give credit to a guy that's been producing my last several songs I've recorded. A guy by the name of John Mathis Jr. He owns a, a studio in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Mansion Recording. And uh, he wrote that song along with a guy named Glenn Bates. And uh, the song derived just from some battles they had faced also. And, and it just coincided with what we've been dealing with throughout the pandemic so when i recorded this album about midway through covid19 pandemic here i said that song has such significance in people's mm -hmm. lives now uh yeah. my God, a storm like we've never seen the past uh march will be two years we've been mm -hmm. in the middle of that storm and, and and when you think you're coming out on the other side the wind's gonna cease the, the rain's gonna stop falling it seems like we're we're tranced into another part of it but at the yeah. same time it's nothing we all have to look at and say it's over it's gloom and doom our nation can't survive our people can't come out of it it's just another storm uh, and yeah. i got a saying i live by this too shall pass uh it's going to get better the sun is going to shine again our mm -hmm. nation grows stronger uh, people are going to become unified once again uh, this is just a storm we've got to push on through and emerge yes. from the other side. And that's, I just knew this song would speak to listeners and just the, the reviews and the people that's came to me since this song came out and even how it done on radio mm -hmm. lets me know it's also spoke volumes to the people that have heard this song. Amen to that. Yeah. And it, you know, it does, you, you turn it on and it makes you think, okay, you know, cause you start getting a little weary here with what they keep throwing at us, you know, exactly. and we want to encourage people to stay strong, stand in your faith, stand right. in your truth. You're not alone. Um, and you know, up until like actually this Christmas Eve episode, um, <laughs> and inform life radio, we've never really talked about faith. We talked about religious freedoms and religious rights, kind mm -hmm. of from a, a medical and legal standpoint. But tonight being, you know, a Christmas Eve episode, mm -hmm. it was just so appropriate to talk about faith mm -hmm. because that faith is being challenged and our own governments are attempting to separate us mm -hmm. um, from our faith to tell us either saying, you know, I don't approve of your, of your religious exemption mm -hmm. or, you know, um, yeah, we, uh, will approve it, but we can't accommodate it to oh separate God. you to, right. to throw like another challenge in front of you and also to judge your faith mm -hmm. and to say that you can't, you know, one of the things that makes no sense to me, and it's not what our country, our country was founded on complete freedom of religion. And by that, it means your own deep faith, mm -hmm. not what a Pope says, not what a priest or minister says, you know, not what your pastor down the road says, but no, what you deep. know, in your heart to be true, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And our constitution doesn't give you the right to stand in your faith. It protects your right. God gave you the right mm -hmm. to stand in your faith. Yeah, you know, th that's, that's a God given right. 
That's exactly right. And the Constitution protects that right. And so you get a lot of advice out there. It's like, okay, if you're going to use <clears throat> a religious exemption for this or that, you better not mention science. Mm-hmm. Why not? Science is is a field of um, intellectual exploration to try to explain the miracle of all existence. Yes. It helps us, you know, make things better sometimes, not always, mm-hmm. to improve sometimes. our lives um, in, in different ways and to try to understand this amazing planet that we're on. But it is not separate from who I am and my faith. And if my faith tells me that it's wrong, that it's sinful to be coerced and be bullied and to do something I know is dangerous and wrong for myself or my family, mm-hmm. that's against my religion. Yeah. So I, I, you know, who I am as a spiritual individual impacts each and every one of my decisions every single day. I cannot separate it. Right. It's who we are. And one of the gifts of COVID has been a lot of people, myself included, was, I was kind of compartmentalizing myself, not Mm -hmm. really fully understanding. I can't separate my spiritual religious self from my scientific self, from my economic self, no. from any life decision. It's all one. It's all one. Yeah. And we're being told you do this against your religion, against your faith, against your own research, against what you believe to be right, or we're going to take away your job. Right. We're going to take away your access to school. We're going to take everything away. Mm-hmm. So this is just another storm. Yes, it is. Caleb. And yet this is a pretty big storm. Yes, it is. This is a pretty big storm. Bigger than many of us have ever seen in our lifetimes, for sure. It is. It is. Um, But we can do it. We can, you know, together, remembering what's important, supporting each other, right? In the last hour, talked about that with my, my wonderful guest, Kevin Jenkins. He was talking about, and we've talked about this on the show before too, is if you know somebody that's impacted by what's going on in this storm mm-hmm. and you have the resources and means, reach out there and help them. Help, them. help each other through the storm. Yeah. We got to reach out more than ever at Bernadette and try to be a, a lifeline to our mm-hmm. neighbor, to our mm-hmm. friend, to the stranger in your neighborhood you don't even know. And there's a song on that album that talks about that. Did I oh, make which, a difference? Which did one's make, that? Called Did I Make a Difference? Did I make a difference? Yeah. Ooh, um, I want to play but, a little bit of that. Let, let's listen right, to that. What you just said, it's now more now than ever. We got to reach out and, and be a, a, you know, a, a burden bearer, uh, help someone carry their load. Uh, you got the resources, you got the means, get out and make a difference and make a change. It starts with individuals. And it if does. we all work together collectively, uh, there's mm-hmm. no guys the limit what we could still do in our nation we got we got some great americans still uh, in this country we've got to bind together and reach out and and put others needs before our own we really yes we really do let's hear a little bit of that did i make a difference 
of the daily grind, burning time and spinning wheels. I wonder what I'm doing here, day to day, year to year, just standing still. Somewhere there's a teacher with a heart that never quits, staying after school to help some inner city kids. Mother who's a volunteer, a soldier in the fight. I can't help but ask myself when I lay down at night. Did I make a difference in somebody's life? What hurts did I hear? What wrongs did I write? Did I raise my voice in defense of the truth? Did I lend my hand to the destitute? race is run, when my song is sung, will I have to wander? Did I make a difference? Did I make a difference? I've been working hard to make a living and forgetting what true living is. Taking more than getting something's missing, There's a lonely old man down the street And I shouldn't be ashamed I've never been to see him I don't even know his name There's kids without their supper In my own neighborhood When I look back someday And say that I did all I could Did I make a difference In somebody's life? What hurts did I heal? What wrongs did I write? Did I raise my voice in the face of the truth? Did I lend my hand to the destitute? When my race is run, when my song is sung, will I have to wander? Did I make a difference? So I, I love that we have a discussion and you had a song, you know, that fit it. That is, that's so exciting. Um, another, a third song that I wanted to talk about was Live Like That. I felt it had some um, great lyrics as well. Tell me about Live Like That from the album. That song, uh, I think the first time I heard it, again, that's not a one I wrote either. Uh, I wish I did write a lot of these songs, but uh, songs speak to me and I go record them, the ones that really hit home and kind of pull at my heartstrings, you know. So I heard that song and I said, you know, that's what everyone should strive to be. Uh, you want to be that person people see hope in, they see joy in, uh, they feel compassion from. 
you want to be that person that people look to and they don't see someone who's uh, uh, down in the gutter and, and, and not looking at life, you know, with a bright eye approach, but someone that's positive, someone that's uh, uh, hopeful, like we've been talking about, uh, looking forward to the best for our country and for the best for all of us, uh, even beyond this world. Uh, so I, I said, that's what I want. And, you know, there's a verse in the book of Matthew, chapter number five uh, of the New Testament, the Bible. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And that scripture, I often quote that to myself and I often pray that in my prayer. I want people to see that in me. I want to live a life like that. It points people toward a, a greater power, toward a greater being, one who's way, way up above what any of us ever could fathom being and the one who all peace, joy, and hope comes from Bernadette. And that, that's what the wonderful thing about Christmas time is. Uh, God sent his son to earth to bring all of that to each and every one of us. Uh, so that song live like that. Uh, I think about that and I say, Lord, let me be that person. So it really inspired me that song. Man. I love that. Let's hear a little bit of that. Sometimes I think, what will people see of me when I'm only just a memory? When I'm home where my soul belongs Was I loved When no one else would show up Was I Jesus to the least of us Was my worship more than just a song I want to This is where I stand Reckless 
Go ahead and stop it there because it's a nice toe tapper. It is. That's yeah. a big one. You can really pat your foot with that one. Yeah, and and we need that. We need those uplifting songs. And now, you know, we need to have that that hope and joy and 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 faith that things will get better. Um, yeah. But we have to let it work through us. Um, I don't know if you know who Del Bigtree is. He's an awesome guy in our movement. Um, in the movement, what I mean is like medical freedom informed yeah. consent, vaccine safety movement. Um, right. He is the host of the high wire. Um, he, I was in an event recently where he spoke and he was kind of in, trying to be inspiring to a lot of the, the heads of a lot of freedom groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's in a position of, um, you know, a little a fame goes along with it. You know, he gets a lot of yeah. attention and there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it can be really difficult at times, you know, you feel like, wow, there's just so much on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And he talked about his roots being raised by um, um, his, his dad was a preacher mm-hmm. and he grew up, you know, as a, as a man of faith and it was just part of who he was. Mm-hmm. And just like we're talking about now, he hadn't really pulled that into what he was doing. Mm-hmm. you know, in his career, in that part mm-hmm. of his life. But during all this craziness, he realized that he's really just a vessel. Yes, He's yeah. just a vessel. He's just part of a way to deliver the message. And I know I'm Bernadette is definitely just a vessel. I mean, I'm, I'm not a pro. I'm not a pro like radio <laughs> gal. Yeah, you do a wonderful job. Oh, well, thank you. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, I was called to help bring truth and information, you know, mm-hmm. to the public in this mm-hmm. time, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a vessel. That's it. And I think all of us, you know, when we, we say you want to live like that, I think what's really hard sometimes for people is to understand is to know, to know where that is for them, mm-hmm. you know, because like with your music, you, you, you're a great vessel and you serve humanity and you serve God best because you're following that passion and using that gift that you were born with and finding that, you know, is one of the most difficult things in life. It, it really is because it doesn't have to be a, uh, doing what's, going to be helpful that serves humanity that helps you live like that and live Mm -hmm. that fulfilled life Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't have to be this big, it doesn't have to feel darker, like a sacrifice no. or heavy. It, no. could, it should be the opposite. When you find what you're meant to do. Liberating. It's liberating. Absolutely. It's abs- absolutely liberating. Um, you know, I work. Not, um, <clears throat> huh? It's not a dread. It's not something you have to force into motion every day. It comes no. natural. When you're doing what you're supposed to do, it comes natural. Uh, yeah. It is second nature in your life. It really is. Yeah. I think a lot of times we don't realize that um, sometimes we're unhappiest because we're fighting doing what we know we really should be doing. I agree with that completely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, we've got just a little bit of time. And uh, how you feeling? You, you're feeling like you're up to singing us maybe a little bit of Christmas I'm, Eve music I'm this evening? Okay. I'm okay. All right. yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Well, I see you've got your guitar there. I do. I've got it, actually, right here. Yeah. We can do that, definitely. You go ahead. You just you just play away. We'll do a song. Uh, it's called uh, Strange Way to Save the World. And okay. I love this song uh, uh, from Mary's perspective. When she was carrying Christ uh, as a virgin. And knowing that she was going to have to deliver this child, never knowing a man. But it speaks from the perspective of Joseph. He knew that he was with a most teenage virgin lady here. And here he's been told by an angel she's going to bear the son of God. And uh, no doubt Joseph thought, this is weird. <laughs> this is just far out. Something we've never seen. And I can't believe I'm having to deal with this situation. So... These words are from Joseph. I like the words of this song, the message behind it. Sure he must have been surprised Where this road down here had taken him Never in a million lives Would he have ever dreamed of Bethlehem But standing at the manger, he saw with his own eyes the message of the angel come to life. And Joseph said, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why here with all the rules? of this world why inside a stable filled with hate and why her she's just an ordinary girl now I'm not one to second guess what angels have this is such a strange way to save the world, to think of how it could have been if Jesus would have come as he deserved. There would have been no Sad 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, we're going to encourage people to, to get your album where they can they can hear you. Uh... Yeah, not sick on that. I'm not battling yeah. any water or congestion. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that that is a that's a great song. It's that very human uh, perspective of, you know, what was Joseph going through? And and it right. makes me think about the fact that you know, no matter, you know, what your particular religion or faith is, the fact that um, really it's all about, it's all about the individuals. Jesus didn't, wasn't brought to the world, you know, um, wasn't born into um, a, a kingdom as a king, as a prince. No. No because he came to save us the individuals yeah. the lowly man right yeah. and and to kind of show us and as a i guess as a bit of a, a bit of a metaphor for what we're going through now is um joseph took on the task <laughs> even though he didn't completely understand you know, like why me why am right. i having to do this but it, you know, it doesn't make sense, but none of the stuff that we're going through now makes sense. We're all being faced with personal challenges, having to do something that we never would have thought we would have been faced with doing. Is it right? And, right. you know, and, and then of course, when Jesus grew up and began to speak out and especially began to speak to powers that be, 
saying things they did not like. And um, he didn't let that stop him. Right. Just like as now we need to speak up to the powers that be that are trying to silence us. You know, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I agree. But, oh, hard. Yeah. You know, um, just just a whole lot of examples of um, guiding us through that we can we can do this. And in more than 2000 years later, mankind yeah. is still celebrating the birth of that child and still honoring the sacrifices of the mm-hmm. of the man Wonderful. Um, right yeah um how about one more uh Chris, get, you got a, a particular christmas one that you can we may can throw uh two traditionals together how about a little medley here you want to do oh, that I would, that would be lovely and if um, my voice was up to it we'd do some more but we'll do these two standards okay. i think are used to uh, we'll start out with a way in a major. How's that? That's great. Thank you. A way in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky. Look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lonely. The baby awakes. The little Lord Jesus no crying. I love the Lord Jesus Look down from the sky And stay by my bedside Till morning is night Be near me, Lord Jesus I ask thee to stay Close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care. And fit us for heaven to live with thee there. No grief for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. Silent night. Okay. Silent night. Holy night. 
through it. You got through it. Thank you so much. And you know, I want to tell <laughs> listeners, um, yeah, go ahead and get a drink of something there. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, there's still time if you've got that special someone and you need a stocking stuff or a little something to ins- for Christmas or to inspire them into the new year on yes. iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. You yep. can go and find Just Another Storm by Caleb Howard and, um, you know, find those tunes, you know, if they speak to you, like they, you know, they're, they're speaking to me um, mm-hmm. and, and help them get you through Just an, Another Storm and, and work mm-hmm. together. I, I so appreciate it. Caleb, thank you for spending this time and making Christmas Eve so magical for us. <laughs> I'm so glad to be a part. Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be on here with you tonight. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you again another time when we're both not yeah. coughing. <laughs> we both feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still, we both speak and sing clearly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for bearing with us on this kind of a scratchy-throated Christmas Eve. You've been mm-hmm. listening to An Informed Life Radio on 1150 AM KKNW. We'll be back next week on New Year's Eve. Take care. Merry Christmas, everybody. If you see your brother standing by the road, 
with a heavy load from the seeds he sown. If you see your sister falling by the way, you've got to stop and say, you're going the wrong way. You've got to try a little kindness, just show a little kindness. You've got to shine your light for everyone to see. And if you try a little kindness, then you'll overlook the blindness of the narrow-minded people on their narrow-minded unprecedented response to an infection outbreak, it has been made very clear that shutting down lives and businesses is not sustainable or repeatable. We've also learned that it's unnecessary. Treatments exist and always exist. For 99% of the population, nutrients and oxidative therapies that support the immune system and improve symptoms are always available to address viral infections. For the less than 1% who need more, Inexpensive, unpatentable drugs can be added to the nutrient therapies to improve outcomes. It's time each and every one of us empower ourselves with this knowledge. We need not ever bring our lives to a halt again. We can both save lives and retain the liberty that nourishes us body and soul. Learn more at healthyimmunitynow.org. That's healthyimmunitynow.org. Are you suffering from a sinking feeling that the COVID-19 pandemic is being blown out of proportion and that nothing in the news is making any sense? If so, then there is a fact-based, science-driven news show designed just for you. My name is Del Bigtree, and I am the host of The High Wire, the world's most trusted news source in digital media when it comes to accurate, science-based reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. From COVID-19 vaccine development to mask mandates, school shutdowns to job layoffs, The High Wire goes beyond providing you with the most accurate, evidence-based investigations. We send you links to the sources for all of our reporting so that you can further your own investigation and come to your own informed conclusions. High above the agenda-driven circus of mainstream media, we do not run. We do not hide from the truth. Instead, we walk the high wire. If you care about truth, then join us on Instagram, Twitter, Roku, and our website, thehighwire.com. Informed Choice Washington is a nonprofit organization that advocates for healthy immunity, medical freedom, and fully informed medical consent. The right to make medical choices without coercion is fundamental to our civil liberties and a basic principle in all human rights declarations. To learn more, tune in each Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. to an Informed Life Radio and visit the website, InformedChoice.com. 
informchoicewa.org. It's time to take a stand for medical freedom. Go to informchoicewa.org today.